From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., Democratic State Senator Chris Larson of Milwaukee has dropped out of the race for U.S. Senate next year. In doing so, Larson endorsed Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes of Milwaukee for the seat currently held by Republican Ron Johnson, who hasn't announced yet whether he'll seek a third term. Larson's exit from the race still leaves a crowded field of Democrats wanting to take on Johnson. Were you surprised that Larson dropped out? I guess in talking to people since he left the race, they weren't really surprised that he dropped out, part because they didn't, weren't sure the lane that he had to the nomination. If you kind of look at the field, you know, there are a couple of candidates in the top tiers. I mean, Mandela Barnes is one of them. Sarah Galuski's talked about as one of them, state treasurer. Uh, Alex Lazary, only for his job as a Bucks executive. Uh, Tom Nelson, obviously county exec. And if you look at those guys, they all have a higher profile. Three of the four were in before the latest um, fundraising deadline, all had simply more money than Larson had. So insiders were kind of struggling to figure out what Larson's avenue was toward breaking through. Um, so there's that. And then in talking to Larson after his announcement, he said that, you know, he also, you know, endorsed Barnes and dropping out. So he didn't want to spend the next year, essentially, tearing down Mandela Barnes and making him a quote-unquote villain. And when you're in that position, you often have the, your choice is to go negative and try and tear others down, and he didn't seem to be interested in doing that. Well, now, who do you think will get the bulk of Chris Larson's votes? A lot of people are running are from Milwaukee, uh, so there's going to be a lot of competition for those voters. But it looks like Barnes, in talking to people this past week, they've kind of generally thought that Barnes is in the best position to pick up some of them, at least some of them. Probably a boost for him, again, both progressives, both ties to Milwaukee, both being from the same progressive groups, it probably helps Barnes a little bit. But the thing is, it's very early. We're a year away from the primary. There is plenty of time for these candidates to start spending money and getting their name ID up there and kind of making inroads to those Milwaukee County voters. Meanwhile, a poll of more than 750 Democrats in Milwaukee County shows Barnes on top with 39%. The outside group Milwaukee Work sponsored the poll. It shows Chris Larson in second with 15% before he dropped out of the race. Then it shows Jillian Bettino, Alex Lazary, Shantia Lewis, Sarah Godlewski, Tom Nelson, and Stephen Alacara, all with 5% or less. What do you make of that, especially when you consider that Lazary and Godlewski have been touted as early frontrunners? Well, a couple of things. One, uh, remember, it's a poll only of Milwaukee County Democratic primary voters. That primary is a year away. It is a little bit difficult to get a good gauge on who those voters are. And when you're talking about that small of a group of voters, uh, it can be difficult to, to poll sometimes. On the one hand, good for Barnes. He's got a little bit of early buzz. He's out in front. That's not really surprising to people. Um, looking at the numbers a little more deeply, uh, you know, Larson's number supported up for grabs, so there's that. But if you're Alex Lazary, you got to be a little bit concerned because you're at like 4% in this poll, and while he's trying to run a statewide campaign, he's Milwaukee heavy to start. You know, he's a former a Bucks executive on leave from the job. Um, this poll has taken kind of a lot, made a lot of buzz about the Milwaukee Bucks and run the NBA championship. Lazary was courtside quite a bit for those home games during that playoff run. Um, and he's not really breaking through yet. Again, early poll, money hasn't been spent, so take the grain of salt, but 
if you're Lazarus, you'd like to be in a better position to start. And that poll was taken before Darrell Williams announced that he's joining the field of Democrats. Williams is Wisconsin Emergency Management Administrator. What do we know about him and what lane will he take? Uh, good question. It, it's such a crowded field. There isn't much known about him. He's not uh, been a significant player in terms of politics that I've seen this time here in Wisconsin. There are a lot of candidates in this race who seem to be taking a flyer on this, figuring they, they're going to go in. And it's just until we see if he can raise money, build an infrastructure, his name out there, it'd be tough to know if he has a lane. But it still looks like, you know, Galuski, Lazary, Barnes, Nelson. Those are the ones who still seem to be, most conversations I have about the top candidates. And, you know, depending who I talk to, they'll rank them in different orders about who's really in that top tier. But these other candidates, you know, him, uh, Shanti Lewis, Milwaukee Alderwoman, you know, Dr. Bettino up in Wausau, they're really neo, you know, newcomers. And so they've got to really kind of build an infrastructure the next year and, and prove they can actually hang in. Now, one thing I'm watching is, does the race get nasty? Um, for some of these candidates, if you're struggling to get attention, one of the easiest ways to get it is to go after somebody, especially the front runner. So keep an eye on that. That would not be great for Democrats to see his primary turn nasty. The governor's race in 18 really didn't. Didn't have an issue with that. But, you know, we'll see with this one if somebody does. And then the trouble becomes if you do take a shot at somebody else and win the primary, how do you bring that person's supporters back together? Because they'll know you take the shot at them, right? How do you win back those supporters' uh, backing? Because it's going to be one of the most contested and high-profile races in the first U.S. Senate next fall. Um, that's a, a danger in going after somebody in a race like this. And finally, Wisconsin Republican Party Chairman Andrew Hitt recently announced that he's stepping down in order to spend more time with his family. Hitt took over after the GOP suffered losses in the 2018 elections, which resulted in incumbent Governor Scott Walker losing to Tony Evers and incumbent Attorney General Brad Schimmel losing to Josh Call. A hit mentioned Waukesha County Executive and former State Senator Paul Farrow as someone who could replace him as party chair. What kind of impact might a change in state GOP leadership have on next year's congressional and legislative elections in Wisconsin? Well, Hitt came in to kind of right the ship amid the, all this postmortem of 2018 with a report that found that the party, Republican Party had neglected the grassroots, become to rely on consultants, you know, actually was in debt. Hitt came in and addressed all those problems. And talking to him after he decided to, to step down, he said that, the next person needs to be somebody who can prepare the party for the election cycle. Uh, Paul Farrow uh, sent a, an email to the executive committee, which picks the chair late last week that I got my hands on. He is officially in the race for chair. We'll see if anybody else steps forward. If, if there, somebody is going to, it'll probably happen before too long. Um, but Farrow seems to be in a strong position to become the next party chair. The thing is, party chair for Republicans in Wisconsin is a voluntary position. It is a demanding one, but you're not getting paid for it. And you have a full-time professional staff of the party that makes a lot of the day-to-day -day decisions about campaigns and those kinds of things. So really, your, your job as chair is about fundraising and staying connected with the grassroots. So it would be interesting to see what kind of stamp Farrell or whoever else could bring the party that would be different from what Hitt was doing. And the big thing is, again, raising money. Uh, the state Democratic Party had a six-to-one cash on hand advantage between the state and federal accounts at the end of June. Uh, the Republican chair has got to find a way to close that gap. Maybe not close it all the way, but you know, try and be a little more competitive. And that's difficult to do when you're a state party chair. You don't have 
the governor's office, it has really helped Ben Wickler, state Democratic Party chair, to have Governor Evers in office. Um, it just, it's just the way it works in fundraising. And Republicans right now are having a little bit of some struggles in that front. So watch to see the new person. Again, Farrah looks like the most likely one. How he or she can maybe close that gap, engage the grassroots, and put the party in position to be a strong position for next fall and what could be favorable headwinds uh, politically because the party in power in the White House often struggles in midterm elections, and right now those winds have been blowing Republicans' way. Now, we're 14 months away from that election, so a lot can change between now and then. So you got to be able to take advantage of the, the winds if they blow your direction. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.